All right. Well, welcome back to the Outlaw Country Podcast. I'm Cole and I got Ben with me. I'm actually here this time. Uh, today, we got a very, very special guest, one of our favorites. We got Shelby Lee Lowe with us today. What's up, boys? How are we doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Can't complain about anything over here, at least. Great to have you back. I mean, it's been, I think we saw you, what was that, August something? Like, when you by Bucks? Yeah, I played... Uh... The first, I think it was the first week of August, I played at Bucks. I think it was August 4th. And I was on my way to Sturgis. And um, that was my first full band show at Bucks. And uh, that was a hell of a time, man. I thought that was Wednesday night. I really had a good time that night. I thought that was awesome because, like, wasn't the two of the guys that you played with, like, just they were from the Omaha area and you just like hit them up like beforehand? Is that correct? Yeah, so I actually I've got a good friend of mine named uh, Steve Beerman, who is a uh, bass player in Nashville. He's been playing with me um, and some friends of mine off and on for a couple years now. And I told him I was going to be in town, and I said, um, "Man, this is a long shot, but is there any musicians that you think would would work well for a full band show? Because I would really love to play full band at Bucks." And he gave me a couple guys' numbers. And um, believe it or not, um, both guys crushed it. I mean, they really they they listened to my music and they really they did a fantastic job. And the drummer, Brian Keeling, uh, he told me that night he was going to move to Nashville. And uh, I was like, well, brother, if you move to Nashville, I will help you find some work. And he played his first show on Broadway with me yesterday at Second Fiddle. And uh, he crushed it, man. And um you know, little did I know that guy, Brian, I don't know how he wound up at, in Omaha playing mm-hmm. for me at that show, <laughs> but he uh, he played for Shooter Jennings, played drums for Shooter <laughs> Jennings, and he recorded on Shooter's Records, and he recorded on Waylon Forever um, for, for Waylon Jennings, which is a really cool record. So he played for an absolute living legend in Outlaw Country. So y'all probably need to – Y'all probably need to have him on the show one of these yeah. days to talk about recording for Wayland. Yeah, well, yeah, we, we, need to talk to him. we were sitting at the table and Buck came up to us and was like, it's like that drummer, he's like, probably didn't hear this music until maybe like two weeks ago. And he's like, two weeks ago when he was here, he was in like a metal band. He's like, he can do anything. And it was like, I had no idea until he said something that he wasn't even like a part of your actual band. I was just blown away by the fact that he was able to like pick up on everything that quickly. Like you, if you hadn't, if I hadn't been told, I, I would have had no idea that he was even like brand new to your music, basically. Yeah. So I'm being in Nashville, I'm used to musicians just like taking shows on the fly and like learning material and hopping up there and playing it just like the record. That's just how it's done. Like all the the guys that moved here that are constantly getting work, they're pros and they they can they can hear it and they can play it. And um you know, I wasn't quite sure what it'd be like playing in, in Omaha, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a, give it a shot. You know, nothing else. I thought having a couple local guys playing with me might help to draw a little bit and just, mm-hmm. I just want to get my name out there. I really want to just play in front of as many people as I could. And I, it's always fun playing with the band. So I figured, well, if they suck, 
you know, we'll, uh, it'll be all right. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll get by, but <laughs> man, they didn't suck. They crushed it. Oh. It was a great time. And, um, yeah, I sent bucks a thank you card. Cause I was like, man, you guys are awesome for letting me route on my way to Sturgis for that. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, well, I mean, no, go ahead, Ben. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to lead into something else. Go ahead. Cole. I was going to just say, I mean, while we're on the topic, like Sturgis, what was that like this year? How, how did that go? Man, it was wild. Um, as wild as you can imagine, you know, I think I've been Jack Daniels has me go up there and play for them. And, um, for the past few years, obviously I didn't get to go last year because of COVID, mm-hmm. uh, they were, they were restricted on what they were, they could do. But, um, I think there was more people at this one than there was when I went in 2019 and 2018. And it was just, it was a big party. It was a great time. Honestly, it loved it. And, um, just so you know, I'm going to be up there next year, apparently. So okay. now I might have awesome. to make another, another oh, stop at Buck's Bar and Grill. Absolutely. Sure. Well, not too long after you visited Buck's, um, about a month or so, you, you dropped your new album, Stubborn Heart. I was kind of wondering about <clears throat> which uh, song are you most excited for off of there? Now, Man, now. It, it's hard to pick one song I was most excited about because um, – Man, I, I really do. I really, you know, I, I, I love all those songs. But um, some of the songs, I, I'd been releasing songs throughout the year, kind of just singles to help kind of mm-hmm. gradually grow the album. And um, like Can't Get There From Beer, it's kind of a more rocking, up-tempo song. And it's uh, it's almost a Southern rock song. Actually, You know, a couple of these songs on this, which uh, which I do, you know, I've got some Southern rock influence, but I think one I was really excited about was uh, I did a cover of Gary Stewart's An Empty Glass. And I just absolutely love that song. I love it to death. And uh, I really wanted to do that song justice and kind of do it my own way. So it's a really, really country version. And um I'm pretty I'm pretty excited with the way that one turned out. So I'm excited about that one. Um, there's also one that I wrote with my good buddy, Dave Austin. And uh, it was kind of a buzzer beater. It's it the last song I wrote that made it on the album. And uh, I sent it to my producer and my manager. I was like, check this out. It's funny as hell. Because I, I was, you know, just it was probably the most fun I had writing a song in a long time. Just laughing. Goofy yeah. song. And you know what I'm talking about? Big women with okay, bad tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was going to ask. Is it big women with uh, bad tattoos? <laughs> I Wait, where, did, uh, <laughs> where did the uh, idea of that song come from? Well, you know what? That's a you know I've got a sick mind, I guess, man. I got a sick <laughs> mind, but uh, honestly, you know, I've got growing growing up, I've, I've had some crazy friends. Um, my best friend Corey is a, is a guy. I've got a, a bunch of stories on him most of them i can't tell but um you know i was his best man in his first wedding you know long story short he got divorced got married again and um you know i I, I was best man of his second wedding so that line you know let me tell you about a friend of mine don't you know i've been his best man twice that's true and uh, at one point he for some reason he loves buying weird vehicles like he's got two school buses right now but um 
he had an old limousine, old Cadillac limousine that was beat to hell. And we used to ride around in that and raise hell. And um, so a lot of that song comes from him. It's kind of based on just some of the crazier friends that I've ever had, you know, that don't really give a shit what anybody else thinks at all. You know, like status quo, they're, they're saying whatever they want in front of whoever they want. And, you know, I, there's a touch of, me, of that in me too, but I'm a little bit more reserved than they are, you know, but um, somehow I always wind up with friends that are crazy and um, it's kind of about that, you know, and I could have named the song one of a kind, but the chorus starting on big women with bad tattoos, we thought, you know, if I see that title on a CD, that's going to be the first one I go listen to. So I, that name just stuck out to me. That is actually what I do. I saw like, cause like, you know, there's the ones on there that we kind of heard because they were singles and everything. So I'm like, I want to play the ones I don't know first. And then I like scrolled down because I was kind of curious, like the time of the entire album on Spotify, it shows that at the bottom. And so then I saw that one at the very end. I'm like, big women with bad tattoos. Like, all right, we're clicking on that one first. I was like, I got to know what this is about. <laughs> See, the psychology works. I knew that it worked. So, no, it, yeah. It and that's, um, you know, and I played that song out and I've had, it's funny. I've had people look at me like I've got three heads and, <laughs> you know, probably not impressed with it. And then I've had people just like laughing their ass off. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think I might've offended some people on Facebook live playing that song. I was like, Hey, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not putting down big women or anything like that, or even bad tattoos. I'm it's a celebration. You know, it's, it's celebrating big women with bad tattoos. Okay. Well, I'm kind of wondering, we haven't had you on since, um, something in me came out as well. I was just kind of wondering about your, uh, why did you decide to do kind of just two EPs before the album? Was there any, uh, and not include those on this album? I know like some artists like Luke Combs have done that before drop an EP and then an album. What made you decide to have those be their own, just separate project? That's a very good question. That's a very good question. Um, well, you know, we, we had debated on that and, um, you know, I think when I talked to y'all last time, the songs that we recorded um, for this album, a lot of them, like uh, Can't Get There From Beer, Things That Make Me Smile, and Just Don't, and Stubborn Heart, actually, we had recorded those songs already, and we were trying to plan, we, we were trying to figure out what we were going to do with them and what direction we were going to go. And uh, honestly, the two EPs kind of just came about like, but what are we going to do in between that? You know, like we got these songs, we're going to do something big for these. And then um, the something in me EP just kind of came out of nowhere. And um, honestly, that's one of my favorite. That's still my something in me might be my favorite song I've ever recorded. Just the, the way it feels, the vibe of it. It just feels, you know, it, it feels like Shelby Lilo, you know, and um, uh, you're not gone on that record. And, um, could have fooled me. Uh, I think that EP really showcases who I am as an artist, who I want to be. And the Astro, or the Joy Juice number two EP, you know, we, we decided to put that was right at the start of quarantine on, in 2020. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were just kind of reeling, thinking like, well, what the hell are we going to do? And um, you know, I had this really crazy, quirky song about my hometown called Pews and Poles. And then I had just written 
uh, Astro Van that uh, we had a pretty cool demo work tape for. And it's like, well, those are two pretty crazy out there songs. You know, let's give, let's just put them out and give people something to listen to while they're sitting at home. So that's kind of the reason we, we put those out. Something in me, I, I had flirted with putting that on the Stubborn Heart record. And, um, you know, ultimately, you know, my manager and producer, we, we all thought, well, that kind of just needs to stand alone and be its own separate entity. And, um, you know, you still promote it and everything else, but just kind of make it separate than, than a stubborn heart, which, you know, there's some, there's some minor differences in the mastering and, and the mixes and everything else too, which um, I still believe that, you know, you could put those three songs right there on that album and it, you know, you wouldn't think twice about it. So uh, we almost did. I think I, I love that you didn't put them on there. I like the something in me EP with, I think my favorite one off there is uh could have fooled me. I love that one. Um, and like, I just think that those three, like alone, it was made to be that way. Like that just works. And I think it takes away sometimes when you put them, like you have this EP and then you end up putting them again on like another album. And it's like, you're releasing it like multiple times over. I think it takes away from the EP then. And I, I love that you did it. And I think that it's cool that those three, and then especially the joy juice pack. Cause that's something completely different entirely. Like you kept those like two EPs separate. I think that's awesome. And well, so I made the right choice then, right? You made the right choice. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And, I don't, I don't think I'll ever forget when that EP dropped because me and Cole, <clears throat> we woke up and we had a whole podcast about country music that dropped that day. And it was like, I think we titled it like Christmas in August or something like country that. Country music Christmas. Yeah. Yours dropped. Parker McCollum's EP dropped. Sturgill's Cutting Grass dropped. There's all these good uh, albums that dropped and we were just in heaven. I, I, I remember that day so clearly. It was just awesome. I think we stayed up till midnight to a drop on iTunes and we, it was awesome. Yeah, we were just texting back and forth, like just did you listen to this one yet? Yeah, this one, this one. Like, cause I mean, between cutting grass with how long that was, then your EP, there's another three songs, and then Parker's, and then there was something else that day. I can't remember. There was what something it was, else. I can't remember what it was. Um, but that was that was awesome. We I, I, I agree with Cole. I think you did the right thing. I was just wondering, I wanted to pick your brain a little bit on why it wasn't on the, on the album. Heck yeah. And then one question I have for you is um, someone that may be listening right now that isn't familiar with your music. How would you describe your sound to them? Like who is Shelby Lee Lowe? Well, if you're judging me on the last two years of music releases, it's a, um, I would say it's kind of out there as far as, you know, you, you hear a song like Astro Van, Pews and Poles. It's, um, you know, that's that's like some really crazy rocking country music, you know, with a with a kind of a just a little little bit of a weirdness to it. And, um, you know, even on Stubborn Heart, you got songs like Just Don't that are kind of tongue in cheek. And um, you got a cat trying to sabotage my interview here come on cat leave me alone um what was i saying oh yeah um i've been banished to the upstairs room we got a we got an entire room up here that's only cats and i guess they're seeking attention while i'm up here but anyways um 
Yeah, stubborn hearts. Yeah, I would say there's songs on there with some sad lyrics and really meaningful lyrics like Front Porch Conversation. I love that one. The song I wrote by myself, and that song means the world to me. And I think that's an undeniable country song, you know. Definitely. And um, and then you got songs like Just Don't and uh, Big Women with Bad Tattoos and um, Tongue and Cheek and Fun and, um, you know, a little strange, you know, but like, but just fun country music. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of twang, a lot. There's there's fiddle on a few songs. There's still guitar on every song. And there's just um, kind of a I feel like I, I try to have a little vintage retro sound to my country music. Like on the Something in Me record, you know, I, I feel like it almost feels like a Johnny Lee. You know, I hear Something in Me and Could Have Fooled Me. It almost sounds like um uh, 1970s 1980s gary stewart and johnny lee records that are kind of honky-tonk you know so i think if somebody wanted to call my music something you know honky-tonk is is what i'm going for yeah i don't think there's a, there's enough of that in today's country music at least on the radio and i think you do i think i've told this before you do a great job of blending real good country music into something that i can definitely see on the radio like a uh, almost like kind of how John Party blends that uh, hockey tonk sound a little bit. I guess he's a little bit more Bakersfield, but you know what you know what I mean. He's one of my favorites when it comes to you know mainstream guys. Yeah, I think um, yeah, I think he's making the best right now. My mainstream music. I mean, you could I put you know Midland up there too, and uh, Chris Stapleton of course, and uh, Luke Holmes. Uh, you know, Luke Holmes has some pretty good real country stuff too, some honky tonk, almost Brooks and Dunn sounded stuff, but um, it's far and few in between. So John Party is really ahead of the, uh, ahead of the curve with making some, some damn good country music, like heartache medication. That could have been a George Strait song, you know, that'd been a George Strait number one all day long. So yes. kudos to him for making real country music and putting it out there. Well, um, okay. I was going to say, you brought up Front Porch Conversations, and, like, I just want to, like, talk about that one really quickly. I That's an awesome one because, I mean, Ben and I, we were pretty close with our grandpa, and, uh, like, one of his favorite things to get – I can't remember the name of the restaurant, Ben, um, but they had some oh. of the best, like, fried chicken. Oh, Richie's Chicken. Richie's Chicken. And it just closed a couple years ago. Yeah, it closed a while back, and so, like, this was after he died, and we – like all got together again to get a like the chicken one last time, and every time you we would go in there, you'd ask for the Jim C special, and they knew exactly what his order was every single time. He'd get the same exact stuff. He'd always get like the same um, chicken. Uh, we get like the bread with it. I can't remember what else came in that order, but every single time it's get, get me the Jim C Jim C special, and it's just like you talked about the fried chicken in the song. I'm like, damn, that takes me back. <laughs> That's awesome. Man. I remember when we were leaving Buck School, I, we were talking about that song as well. And I, um, I just when you when you were playing it, it took me to the house my my grandma lived in when when I was a kid. My grandma and grandpa and I was telling Cole about that. Like they had a pretty open basement. We used to go down there and play uh, hide and go seek as kids. And I mean, you know, it's a good song when you just sit there and it can take you back to those memories. So 
I that kudos to you because I really when you were playing that I was just daydreaming back to when I was a kid. It was it was awesome. Well, that means the world to me, boys. That song really means a lot to me. You know, I was um, I think I had. Sorry, I'm plugging my phone up. I do this every time I talk to y'all. My phone almost dies. <laughs> hey, <laughs> no worries. But um, there we go. Yeah, I think it was around close to the time that I interviewed with y'all last time I wrote this song, honestly. And, um, you know, it was one of those moments where I was sitting at the kitchen table and just kind of uh, picking around. And uh, I can't explain it, but that, that song just came to me out of nowhere. And I just I wrote that song in probably 30 or 45 minutes. And uh, I just cried like I cried my you know my ass off like a little like a little bitch at the kitchen table, man. And it was really you know lethargic. And my grandparents passed away in um, 2010 and 11, so it's been a while, you know. And I'm you know I've got a bunch of good memories about. It. I haven't been sad about it in a while, but writing that song, uh, you know, it just kind of came out. I, it was um, a crazy thing, and uh, it, it is. I did have a dream. You know, I, I had a dream about my grandfather um, sitting on the front porch talking to me after he had died. And like I, in the dream, I knew he was dead. And I was talking to him about the afterlife. And uh, it was just creepy. It was it was a strange dream. And it's one of those dreams that'll stick with you forever, you know. So it was it, it was kind of about about that. But, um, you know, since I, I put that song out. uh I've got a few, you know, local radio stations in Tennessee playing that song. And, um, you know, I've had I've had people calling family members and, and tell them, I heard Shelby's song, Front Porch Conversation on radio, and I bawled my eyes out. And, you know, I've been making I've been making folks cry with that song. I've had a few messages from people that, you know, told me something similar to what you're telling me. Like, you know, that reminds me of my grandpa and, you know, my granny. And um, I think I think people that that grow up in um, the South or just, you know, the Midwest in a rural situation, you know, we're all, you know, there's a lot of close knit families and, you know, you spend a lot of time with your grandparents and uh, Sundays are usually hanging out with your, with your family and eating fried chicken, man. So um, I'm glad a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah. I think it's, something that's very unique to you about your grandpa, but at the same time, it's, it's something that everyone else can relate to. And you just hit the nail on the head with that. I, I, I love that song a lot. And the, that's your grandpa, right? On the, on the single cover. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. I like that. Yeah. He's got the old possum try hat on and I'm, I'm sitting there <laughs> like a, like a vintage Mickey mouse shirt on holding some cat that I don't even remember. But, uh, that front porch is, um, that you know that was my grandparents' house, and uh, fast forward a few years, um, you know my parents owned that house, and um, so while I'm in between houses, I'm actually living in that house that that song's about, and um, the, where the front porch is, and uh, I did a music video, like a little, just a little acoustic music video thing for pr- front porch conversations. Is that and, what uh, I did? It, it's on my website. I'm gonna I'm gonna drop it on on uh, you know instagram and and youtube and stuff shortly um another song you kind of talked about as well um off your album is your gary stewart uh cover of an empty glass and 
I feel like last time I kind of brought, we brought up the uh, Mike and the Moon Pies, but I know they uh, released the album of the lost songs of Gary Stewart. I know you kind of like Mike and the Moon Pies. Did that at all have any influence on you to, to cover Gary Stewart? Or I know you, you're also kind of just a fan of him as well, but did that album influence you at all? You know, um, it almost influenced me not to do it because I knew that like, oh man, I don't want to be just another guy doing Gary Stewart songs, but um, I love that record. You know, I thought they did a fantastic job and uh, I love Mike. I, pretty much everything Mike and Moonpie's ever done. I love it. I think they might, I think they're the best band in country music. And um, so I, I thought it was really cool. And um you know, playing in Texas this last year and and playing that song for for some folks in Texas. And I've played it in Tennessee a little bit, too, but not really many people really have heard that song where I'm from. Um, you know, I, a lot of the folks that follow me in the southeast, um, you know, for all they know, I wrote that song. They, you know, they, they a lot of them aren't fans of Gary Stewart yet. And um, so I wanted to kind of introduce them to some Gary Stewart and you know, I've got a good buddy of mine, Matt Huntley, that's heard me sing that song. And he's like, well, damn man, you know, you really ought to, you should record that song because you just, you know, you sing your ass off on it. Now I can tell you love that song. I was like, yeah, I don't know, man. It's, it's one of those songs where I feel like if you don't do it justice, you know, people are going to, going to hate on you and it's going to be uh, not, you know, not just anybody can pull that off. So, I was on a podcast down in Texas. You guys should check out um, Highways and Hymns, um, or Hymns of the Highway, actually. And I played them. I played them my version of that song, you know, acoustic. And they're like, "Well, damn, man, you know that's that's pretty good." You know, us Texans will give you will give you uh, permission to record it. So I'm like, <laughs> "All right, then. good enough for me. I guess I'll record it." So, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I just, I just, I. I wanted to cut that song just cause yeah, it might be my favorite recorded song. You know, it's up there. I, I think you did awesome with it. I like, so talking about like Mike and the moon pies, like you could literally add that one, like empty glass, put that on the bottom of like their album with your recording of it. It, it fits in perfectly. Like you absolutely did do it justice. And it's just, I love that one. Like that one came on and I saw like the cover and, it took me a second to realize like it was a Gary Stewart cover. I'm like, Oh, like this is awesome. Like, it's badass. It was like, I love the Mike and the moon pies album. Cause I got that one on the, um, the vinyl. I got like, mm. they're like, it was like the baby blue, like the special one that they only had like 200 or so of them. I'm like, I am getting that one. I was like, I love this album. Cause they did the one cover with, uh, or not the, like they did the one song with, uh, the singer from Midland. I can't think of his name for right now. Mark. Mark. Yeah. yeah. I can't think of the yeah. last name though. It's but yeah, they did it with him. And I'm like, this is just this is awesome. Like I when you hit the like in the chorus, when you hit the line where you say the last cigarette, I just think that sounds that part of the song sounds so damn good. I, I love that song. I'm a I'm a big fan of like slower sound like sadder sounding country songs, and that is just up there. I, I that song is great. I, I can't get enough of it either. One of my favorites off the album, but I think my favorite <clears throat> is the title track, Stubborn Heart. And then when you played that at Bucks, I was like, what the hell is this song? And I text, texted you, I said, that chorus is phenomenal. When you get to it, I think it just flows perfectly. I, I love that one. 
Well, hell yeah, boys. I appreciate you, man. Of course. I guess kind Stubborn of Stubborn Heart was kind of my theme song. You know, it's one of the first songs off of that album that I that I wrote. And uh I remember that day thinking, damn, Stubborn Heart. That would be a really cool album. I was like, I want to name an album Stubborn Heart. And uh, you know, I kind of set that in motion that day. I, I and the and the song, you know, it's really um kind of about you know chasing your dreams and and really going after it and um so it it is really kind of my theme song you know it's like i you know i'm too damn stubborn or dumb to to give up pursuing music for a living so i just keep after it i guess that's kind of a great like point talking about like stubborn heart um so the album artwork it's all hand-drawn and like just that is amazing it's awesome can you kind of explain what went into that like did you have something in mind for it and tell um your buddy like what to do or did they like did you just give them like free range of it yeah so uh isaac denton is the is the artist name and um he's in memphis now he lives in memphis and uh hell of a hell of an artist and uh, he actually he did the artwork for something in me as well. Okay, yeah. And uh, yeah, we we're gonna ask that. <laughs> yeah, and you know the something in me artwork is just so damn cool. I was like, man, I you know when I get this full length album, I, I got to get Isaac to do that too. And um, I, I told him that the, the name of the the album, you know, Stubborn Heart, and what the song was about, what the what the kind of the concept was. You know, it's like it's about hitting the road and living the road life and, and um. You know, I've gone to some pretty crazy places with my music, you know, going to, you know, the, the Badlands and been in the desert. And, um, you know, I was like, you know, I think it'd be cool if there was some kind of, um, you know, look like I was traveling, something about traveling and, you know, being far away from home, which the desert, there's not many deserts in Tennessee. So that's pretty far away. And, um, you know, it's like and being stubborn heart, it'd be cool to have some kind of heart incorporated so he drew the um really like anatomical heart on the the artwork that looked just like a medical book or something you know it's like just so detailed and uh you know he got in the corners the bottom corners he's got the compasses like you know i'm I'm traveling and finding my way and um you know the two hawks the two red tail hawks on there just kind of I don't know. I guess that's my spirit animal, man. You know, I, I feel like everywhere I go, I see a, a, a red tail hawk and they're just um, kind of, a, I've always thought I've been enamored with red tail hawks, man. I think they're cool creatures and um, just kind of, kind of badass. So I thought it was cool. He put those on there and um, yeah, man, I wanted to, I wanted to go all out for this, this album artwork. I, Eventually, I'd like to get this album put on vinyl and sell it because I think that would make a pretty cool artwork for for vinyl. Yeah. Absolutely. Then you need like a almost like a reddish um, like vinyl. I, I think oh, that I think that looks sick. Badass. It's very cool. But no, uh, I think it's awesome that you like in the top corners. Like you, it's like it's not just the the heart that like a high school girl would draw on her notebook. Like it's a legitimate heart, and it's just like. Just the attention, the detail in it is just so awesome. The guy's a freak, honestly, man. You know, the hand drawing, all that, and he hand drew the letters. It is, um, 
it's impressive. You know, I, I'm, um, I'm lucky to, to come across, you know, talented folks, uh, it's, you know, musicians, songwriters, artists, you know, I've just been kind of, uh, you know, meeting some, some super talented people and trying to take advantage of it, you know? So, um, meeting folks like y'all that are like super passionate about country music, you know, I've been, I've been pretty fortunate just to come across some, you know, just cool people. We've enjoyed it, man. And I, we're, we're just happy to have this and be able to shine a light on the guys that are making real country music and kind of get exposed to guys like you. Cause I mean, you, you hit us up first and we're grateful for it, man. We've, we've enjoyed being a fan since. Well, hell yeah, boys. You know, I, Y'all are probably, you know, I've been kind of slacking on like looking out for, for new music, but, uh, you know, based on, you know, y'all, you know, I, y'all know my taste pretty well. Is there any body out there that I haven't heard of yet that I need to be looking into? Oh, shoot. We had, uh, we had Charles Wesley Godwin on a last podcast. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Yeah. Virginia. He's, he's good. He's got a new album coming out November 5th. Yeah, he's got he released one song off there already. It's called Strong. It's it's amazing. Man Lion Low. I heard uh, that one. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, I saw you liked our tweet uh the other day. Friday, so Friday I went to go see Chris Stapleton and uh uh Yola was the opener. And you saw you liked our tweet about how Yola's a badass. You listen to much of her? No, yeah, Yola is is she's a badass, man. She's got some yeah, really she's cool awesome. Stuff. I've heard yeah. her on some podcasts before and she's got a really cool story. You know, I, she's from uh, great Britain, you know, and she's uh, just a big fan of country music, which is, it's strange. You know, you, I mean, um, yeah, I think that's what makes her so cool. You wouldn't expect a black lady from the UK to love real country music and, and do it. And, um, have a badass couple country records produced by the lead singer of the Black Keys. It's yeah, it's wild, you know. He's cool. But I, I, I would say for me, the one guy, if I could recommend a guy for you to check out, would be uh, Joshua Ray Walker. We saw him open for Charlie Crockett. His biggest hit is Canyon. Uh, he he's got a phenomenal voice. Uh, he, he's he's going to be he should be bigger, but he's he's going to hit it big. I think. I, I think the thing with him, that's the person I was going to say right off the top of my head. Um, like him acoustic is honestly the best version of him. He is. We yep. saw him. It was just him up there, just him and his guitar. And uh, he was phenomenal. Like the place was just dead silent when he was performing. Like everyone was just eyes on him, just listening to it. And, and it was a packed bar. Packed bar. He shut everybody up. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was awesome. And like he's got. He's got some funny ones in there. Like he's there. He's definitely got different ones. Like one of them's called "Sexy After Dark," and it's just it's kind of funny. Like it, it's kind of like a the bat or big women with bad tattoos. Kind of like they're just like different stories sometimes. And it's I think he does a good job of like kind of like the same thing, just telling a story, and just you can get a laugh out of there. Or sometimes you might get a cry out of it. Like it just it yep. depends on the song. I think one that of his good ones. Yeah, one of his good ones is voices, and there's like a couple notes in here that notes in there that he holds for like 15, 20 seconds, something like that. And he just yeah, he's, it's insane. He 
And then I, I say one of my other recommendations, I'm sure you know of them. Like I love Flatland Calvary Calvary and mm-hmm. uh, we saw them this summer. Um, they perform with Parker McCollum and shoot. I think they're coming. I think it's like December 11th again at Omaha and I'm, I'm buying tickets to see them again. They're, they're one of my favorites. They're just so uh, they're it's literally in their Twitter bio. They're easy on the ears, uh, heavy on the heart. Like, it's that that's them they're they got some good ones that you know it's the sing-along ones like that get you up moving and then there's like the sad ones like i need a beer and i just need to sit in a chair and just listen to this type deal so i i, I really enjoy them yeah i've heard i've heard all those guys you, y'all mentioned and but it's uh it's one of those things where you know i've i've just kind of dipped my toe in the water on all those guys and um Sometimes I have to like go back and go back, and then there I'll find one song that like makes me fall in love with that artist. Like, you know, Paul Coffin. I had I had heard Paul Coffin a few times, and thought, yeah, okay. And then I heard Cocaine Country Dancing. Yep. And my first time hearing Cocaine Country Dancing, I was like, oh hell, this is my fa- uh, this is my favorite song ever. And oh. um, I was a you know, I, that I was a fan. I knew I was a fan. Then, so. I, I don't always fall in love with somebody right off the bat, but you know, I, a few listens in, I, then I appreciate it. Next time you come up our way, you got to listen to South Dakota by the Tennessee jet. If you're going up to Sturgis, it's his new song he just dropped and he's driving up from Kansas, but it's perfect for you. Cause he mentions he's going through Nebraska and then he's heading right up to South Dakota. So next time for your Sturgis road trip, you got to throw that one on Tennessee jet. Yes. You know, he, he's got a really cool version of Waymore's Blues. That's yes. that was I love that one. I absolutely yeah. love that. I say the first time we ever saw him was he opened up for Cody Jinx, one of the like two, three times we tried to see Cody. And it was just him up there. He had the guitar. He had the like harmonica like around his neck. And then he had like a steel drum at his foot. And it was just, just him. And like he just went off up there. And like Ben, and I were like, holy shit, this guy's awesome. Like, the fact that he was just doing all this just by himself up there, it was, it was crazy. But he's he's really good. And, yeah, that Way More Blues one with Cody Jinx, that's awesome. Well, Shelby, I know you got to run here soon, so we just got a, a couple more questions for you. And one of them is I just want to know – this has kind of been – not kind of. It's been a pretty big year for you, and I just want to know one moment that really stands out for you as an artist. Yeah, this year – this year has been crazy, you know. Um moment that stands out for me really making him think yeah man <laughs> you know what? Like, the the whole the whole Sturgis run this year was was just um was just a fantastic fantastic time you know i i really enjoyed my time going to Sturgis and um you know getting to meet you guys in person at Bucks Bar and Grill that whole trip was one of the highlights of my year as an artist. You know, I just, um, I hadn't been, you know, I was, I was doing, I was doing a musical thing that I can't mention uh, for a few months where I wasn't able to play any shows and I couldn't talk about it and I still can't. And, um, you know, that, that, that thing didn't work out. So um, it felt good to be on the road again. Cause they, I just, after a while I get the itch to be out there and traveling and it was, um, it's fantastic, man. You know, and, and dropping this album 
and really having the the response that I've had so far with, with these songs, that's been that's been awesome. Um, last week, believe it or not, y'all don't kill me for this, but I opened up for Walker Hayes, <laughs> Roanoke, Virginia. All right. Did you cut? Did you sing the Applebee's song? He did. Oh. He did for sure. I, I made sure I got the coupon so I can I can eat at Applebee's for free whenever I want to now. It's great. But um, you know, I, I drove up to Virginia and opened up for him. Uh-huh. And um I was like I, I was nervous because I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go up there and I'm gonna do country music. And I'm not one hundred percent sure that his fans, the people coming to see him, are gonna appreciate country music. Mm-hmm. Uh because what he does just honestly isn't what I consider. I mean, it's not what I do. It's just different, you know? So um, I just got up there with my guitar and, uh, you know, he played full band and I, I was just up there with my guitar. And I just, uh, the place was packed. So because he's got a lot of, a lot of followers. So I did my thing. I played country music and, you know, I played, um, big women with bad tattoos. I had a crowd full of people that were paid to see Walker Hayes singing the da 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 the fiddle part to big women with bad tattoos, and um, that was pretty cool, you know. I, awesome. That was a good time. Um, yeah, man, just those those shows and, and the album. It's it's all those are kind of things that stick out to me. No, no one came up to you and asked you to play "Cover Me Up" by Morgan Wallen. Uh, it's Morgan Waller. <laughs> no, but I, Morgan Waller. So yeah, I, I had that girl. I had, I had the, um, I did the TikTok thing about uh, look at me opening up from for uh, Walker Hayes and doing TikToks. But um, I did the TikTok about um, a girl coming up to me on you know at, on stage singing. Uh, can you play "Cover You Up" by Morgan Waller? <laughs> and yeah, it's just um, man. Somehow she was disrespectful to Morgan Wallen and Jason Isbell. You know, yeah. crazy. Well, I think the last thing I got for you. I know you got to run here soon, but uh, I know you want time for this album to breathe a little bit and let fans digest it and get to hear it. But I want to know what's next for you as an artist. Well. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm really planning on. I really want to play as many shows as I can in the year 2022. Uh, I will say that I've been in the studio. Okay, I have recorded some songs. I think you might have heard me play a song about George Strait that I wrote one time. Oh Don't yeah, we're vaguely it's familiar with that song. You might be familiar with that one. I, you know, that, that's recorded and it's been remastered. Um, you know, I. I'll go ahead and tell you, I recorded a song that Chris Stapleton wrote. Okay. I recorded a song that David Lee Murphy. <laughs> okay. And, um, yes. It's the, some of the most country, just fun country songs that I've ever recorded in my life. And um, so I'm trying to, you know, I, I, I've recorded them. I did the, the long story short. I don't know what we're going to do with them yet, but we're, we're trying to make big things happen. You know, I'm, I'm looking to try to open up for some artists that, you know, are um, well-known, try to make as many fans as I can. 
And uh, I'm going to be coming to, you know, I'm, I want to play in Texas next year. I want to play in Nebraska. Um, obviously, I'm going to be in Sturgis. So I'm already, I'm planning a little tours and stuff, trying to, to make the most out of it. And um, I've got, I've got a new little baby girl on the way in like two weeks. So uh, I'm going to have my hands full, man. Y'all, y'all pray for me. I'm going to be a girl dad. <laughs> Never thought I'd be raising a girl. So um another girl that is so i'm um gonna have my hands full for the next 18 plus years so <laughs> well congrats man appreciate it boys yes well we, we appreciate your time and appreciate you joining us it's been fun as always and we hope to do it again real soon absolutely anytime man i hope to uh you know share a um a uh, bush light with you guys Absolutely. Bush lights every time. Yes. <laughs> On us next time. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, thank you so much. We'll, we'll, we'll keep in contact. And as always, we're going to be supporting your music and spreading the word. All right, boys. Y'all be good. I'll be good at it. Right. <laughs> thank you. Talk to you later, <laughs> Shelby. See ya. Yeah.